During this episode, I'm going to be talking about mental health on campus and those affected, usually students, faculty, or staff. First, I wanted to give some statistics. These statistics come from activeminds.org. First one is suicide is the number two leading cause of death among college students. 280 people decide not to go through with a suicide attempt for every person who dies by suicide. Also, 67% of college students first tell a friend they are feeling suicidal before telling anyone else. Also, globally, one in five adults have a diagnosable mental illness. One of the biggest contributing factors to mental health is stress. This is a negative response. Stress could be found in many ways. One being exams. So in every campus, there are exams. Some can give up to five. Some can give only one. Depending on how many, this could also be a factor leading to stress. Definitely around finals. That is where the most stress is usually seen from students. Even digressing from the most stressful parts of college exams, some other parts contributing could be the actual course difficulty. Most college students would end up switching their degrees once or twice during their entire college career. This is including grad school. Course difficulty could be either the actual course, whether you're not getting the material or you're not getting along with the professor and their method of teaching. Or outside factors, including family, friends, could be one other thing, whereas some some people may be in charge Other contributing factors to stress could be the difficulty of the course. Depending on their level of college readiness, the student may reach a level of culture shock. Once they see the difference in structure for grading or course material as a whole, this could be very surprising. Some external factors also tie into mental health are family, friends, or lack of. From this point on, the student can be seen going through major changes like driving, working, some have children, Navigating a work life, social life, and academic life can be tough. Also, with the introduction to a more adult environment comes alcohol and drugs. Some students leaving home or just being in a setting where alcohol and drugs are present can impact them greatly. Almost 60% of college students ages 18 to 22 drink alcohol in the past month. And almost two out of three of them engage in binge drinking during that same time frame. This doesn't account for drugs in general, but one other thing is that just because they're in school doesn't mean they're not immune to life. Certain certain events could happen, such as car trouble, house trouble, financial trouble, death in the family, death within the friends group. Some people even have trouble socializing or getting to know other people and creating an 
environment in which they could flourish or have a support group. If I wanted to create a list of all the things that are stressful, the episode would never end. So I want to get into a couple of major factors that a lot of people don't think of in facing mental health. Especially in minority groups, mental health is not prioritized. A lot of the priorities in some cultures could be family. Some of the oldest kids in the family are expected to take care of the younger ones. This is especially true in Hispanic cultures. In minorities around, mental health is often seen as non-important or at least on the back burner behind the financial well-being of the family or even the capabilities of the child. Going into college, these expectations or these stigmas don't go away. Sometimes they're even emphasized because in every culture, higher education is not as a whole seen as important. Sometimes people are working from the age of 14 just to contribute to the family's well-being. Mental health is a foundation to living. Mental health is what gets you through the day, what you could almost see it as being a car and you have a fuel level. The more you do, especially academically wise, the more you do, the more you take from that tank. The more you take from your reserves, the less you have. And if you're not constantly feeding into it, you'll eventually run out. And that's where a lot of people find themselves stuck in a rut in which they don't feel like going outside. They don't feel like contributing to the school. A lot of people aren't even involved in their school. Most people see organizations as just a time killer. There's many things that you can say about mental health, whether it's the biggest thing that affects your grades, your social life. But once you get down to answering the questions of, What is it that makes me happy? What is it that brings me down? What is it that other people see in me or what even I see in myself? What is the next step? A lot of people have trouble finding the answer to this. I'm gonna talk about a few ways that in itself could improve mental health or at least give someone the avenue for which they could do that. Number one is valuing yourself. Many aspects of a person are often overlooked because of insecurity. And this could add to depression, anxiety, because they don't see themselves as something that has worth. Some people can even be seen as selfless in which they exclude themselves from the equation of making someone else happy. As a whole, this isn't 
that bad. However, you should always be selfless, but not think less of yourself. You should always treat yourself with kindness and respect. Being too critical of yourself just creates a echo chamber of negativity. Yes, you can be critical of what the, the things you do. However, you need to also be wary about how you're going to improve them. If you do see a problem, how would you want to solve that problem? Just as if you were talking to someone else, why not create that same energy and talk about yourself like that? You would rather have someone speak mountains of joy of the things that they're capable of. Why wouldn't you have that same energy to yourself? And I know that there's a lot of people who don't have the capability, or at least not at the moment, to love themselves. And at the end of the day, I don't think it should be a goal to love yourself. I think that should happen along the way in which you're just trying to make yourself happy. And the things that make you happy, you wouldn't be able to find them if you don't try to explore your options, whether internally or externally. You know, even doing a daily crossword puzzle or you start a garden or you start some art, you start taking pictures, pick up an instrument, learn a language, teach yourself some code, learn how to create beautiful poet poetry, edit some videos, create some music, whether digitally or annually. Next, you should take care of your body. A lot of the junk that we feed ourselves every day, like McDonald's, Jack in a Box, doesn't add to our mental health. A lot of times it negatively impacts it as trans fat, salt, all these calories with no avenue for yourself to exert this energy. And even just physically, if you don't see yourself as attractive, maybe try something new. Maybe try dyeing your hair, getting a tattoo, working out, trim down, bulk up. There's a lot of ways that physical health impacts your daily life. And if you are not exercising, it helps. The lack of exercise helps increase levels of depression, increase anxiety, increase the act of not being 100 because you are not constantly exerting yourself. So all of that energy is being built up and released in another way. Another oversight is just lack of water. A lot of people are dehydrated and not even knowing it. Sleep is another, another thing people lack, especially students. Students on, on average only get about five to six hours of sleep per night, 
when the average medically diagnosed or at least advised amount is seven to eight. Lack of sleep could be tied into irritableness, lack of focus, and decreased energy levels.